What's going on, guys? Welcome. Welcome to the Industry 4.0 weekly live Q&A. I'm here with Vaughn Turner. What up? And uh, today we're going to be going, uh, we're going to be going into the Industry 4.0 community Discord server explained. If you've already joined the Discord server or you're joining the Discord server, uh, we're going to use this video as a reference point to kind of, uh, you know, dive into Discord. And we're going to take 10 to 15 minutes to kind of show you the desktop application and uh, how to set up your personal profile, how to join other servers. And then last but not least, the Industry 4.0 community Discord server um, itself, how, how we organize it, how to get the most value from it. So if you guys are joining uh, live, thank you. Uh, let's see who we have here in the stream. Uh, welcome, uh, Cheryl. Welcome, Mario. Thank you. Ka. Thank you. Uh, so, um, but we also have a every week we go live. So make sure to subscribe. Uh, and every Tuesday at noon central, we're live here answering your guys's questions from this Discord server. But again, we just thought it'd be a, a good time to uh, show you how Discord works. So let's let's dive into it. But I do want to show you guys real quick. Um, later later in the stream. Uh, you know, we've been we've been getting a lot of uh, IIoT starter kits. Uh, mm -hmm. This is actually your Groove RIO Learning Center that Opto22 sent me. So thank you. Uh, we're going to be unboxing this live on the stream uh, at the end of the stream. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, there's also going to be a separate unboxing video uh, later this week. So make sure to subscribe for that. So uh, without any further ado, let me share my screen here. So let's see if you can see that. There we go. So um, yeah, this is Discord. Um, so the first thing that you're going to want to do is, you know, obviously we have a link below to join Discord. Um, you're going to, if you haven't already created an account, you're going to use your email to create an account. And you're also going to have like a, a unique uh, username. So um, typically when you're creating your account for the first time, it's because you've been invited to join a server. Uh, so over here on the left is actually all the servers that me personally, I am a part of. And up here at the top, we actually have the Industry 4.0 Community Discord server, which is kind of what we're seeing here. Let's see if I can kind of make this a little bit bigger for you guys. Uh, so over here on the left, we actually have all the different channels. And you can have actually, have up in, in a Discord server, you can have up to 250 categories and channels. So we've broken it down. Uh, at the top, we have voice and video channels. Uh, there's also a little feature called stage rooms, which is kind of similar to Clubhouse, but I won't make this kind of an advanced tutorial this is going to be kind of a basic tutorial on how to use discord but you know typically there's going to be an information or a welcome section of every discord server where you're going to see hey uh you know in this case we have a list of everyone that's joined the server and our iot bot welcomes everyone but then you're also going to have a a rules section so uh, everyone make sure to go ahead and read those rules and that's that's how we create an environment that everyone wants to join and you know we treat each other with respect I think even Walker mentions the golden rule. So yeah, right there, number one rule is the golden one. rule. Um, so you know, let me let, let's take a look at a couple different other servers, so you can kind of get a, a an idea of how easy it is to switch between uh, servers. So here, um, this one's actually the Industry 4.0 Club, uh, which is the kind of the communication channel for the Industry 4.0 Clubhouse. Um, and so you could see they've kind of organized it a little bit differently, but much the same, where you have an information channel. There's a community with uh, a general chat. Um, you know, in, in our section, we have a general chat area, but then we also have a live chat, a gaming chat, a section for video ideas, and an industry news section as well. So these are kind of our main chats. Um, but you know, in any Discord server, you'll you'll join. Uh, here's the Code Academy community. This is really important for anyone going through our mentorship training. You may want to join this Discord uh, community for specific help on. Uh, programming languages, whether it be Python or, um, you know, you're trying to learn uh, JavaScript or SQL, any of those other, like Code Academy has a whole list of languages, but you could see here's um, language specific help. This is why, you know, this is why um, Discord is so, so important. You know, we're actually, you know, Discord is not like Teams. You know, Discord has this kind of community effect where you know, Teams, yes, you can use it to in, in communicate internally with your office, but I guarantee there's not an industry 4.0 community Teams, you know? Well, I, I actually, I take that back. Our uh, our step one training group 
some a group within our men mentorship program has a has a, a teams that they they meet with but it's not the same thing you know it's a discord as you can see you know it just has a much a much more seamless uh experience shifting between different um different servers right here's the ignition community conference from 2020 um you know they just had a very flat hierarchy they just basically made a welcome section and then a section for the keynote and then a section for every breakout channel that they had uh so anyone within you know um looks like this wasn't a very exciting <laughs> presentation but there was just no comments on here but some of the other ones like scaling mes with sepasoft you know a lot of conversation uh in that in that thread so that's another way you can use discord server and that's the beautiful thing is you can make it exactly how you want it um as you can see as you scroll down on on our server i'm back here on the on our server if you if you want to know what server you're on you can always just look at the top left here and you mm -hmm. can see server settings you can invite people that's a common thing people want to ask hey how do i invite someone and we we have our server set up where anyone can invite anyone um, anyone can join at the base level for free uh, they also give you opportunity to look at server insights so you know, as you can see, we have, uh, you know, 450, 405 weekly visitors, um, you know, and 56% weekly new member retention. So this is kind of how we can, you know, make sure that our community is engaging anyone that's new. We want to make sure that they have a great experience. So, uh, you know, I try to welcome everyone, um, but we do we do instruct everyone to kind of introduce themselves here. Um, mm -hmm. No, not everyone, you know, takes that first steps and activates. That's what Discord calls it is activating when you share your first message in the channel within the first seven days, right? So once you activate the, you know, then it becomes much more easy to engage and, you know, uh, you know, say welcome everyone. The more, you know, the more engagement we can kind of build as a community, the more value everyone that's in the server gets. That's one thing we always hear is like, wow, I've gotten so much free value out of, you know, not only watching the YouTube channel, but the Discord server just takes it to another level. And so mm -hmm. we wanna see more you know, there should be, you know, if there was, you know, if Rockwell were more open, maybe they would have a Rockwell community discord server. Right. So, you know, that's kind of what we're and you know, it shouldn't be like an, an IT thing. You know, that was one thing that we heard was like, IT has an approved discord server. If you're saying that, then, you know, that's kind of coming from an industry 3.0 mindset. It, 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 discord meets the minimum technical requirements. It's open, it's edge driven, it's lightweight. And it's open architecture, right? It's open architecture, it's edge driven, it's lightweight, and it's report by exception, right? Discord's not asking me every day, hey, do you have a new message to send to the server? No, right. I'm I'm jump, I'm joining, right? And then I I get to join whatever communities I want. I can publish information, I can subscribe to information, or I can I can disconnect from that broker. So in this case, um, you know, the 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 Discord server itself is very much like a broker, right? It's a broker of information. I mean, obviously in the main, uh, one thing I want to, you know, kind of, I kind of glanced over here is the main section of your panel is obviously the thread. One thing that's really interesting about the thread is it's chronological. Yep. That might seem like intuitive, but if you're on social media, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, if you're on basically eight out of the nine apps that you use every day, you're not looking at information that's driven by timeline. You're, you're looking at information that's driven by an algorithm. And so... Right that this this fact that it's time that it's time it's, it's organized by time puts the puts control back in the user right discord's not trying to uh, use an algorithm to to meet its certain objectives for profit it's just letting the community build itself right we're building it's discord i think their slogan is like you know we're relate where friendships happen naturally you know it just occurs so um yeah we do have a link section. So one of the things that we liked about our Discord server is that there's no spamming, there's no selling, but there is a section where, you know, if you do have an event and you want to share it, um, you know, feel free to share it in the events link. Or if you did a podcast, you can share it there. Or, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes even like Mario shared this, this is not even his event, but he wanted to be helpful to the community. You know, thank you, Mario. Um, YouTube links, this is where, you know, we automatically share um, members of our community that, you know, create, great content like ectobox we automatically have our bot share every new um pu video that ectobox publishes straight here to discord server he doesn't have to do that manually it's not a point-to-point -point integration it is a publish and subscribe architecture so you know you can see that here um you know this is not something kevin you know he doesn't pay us to promote his videos here 
we share videos here we find helpful. As you can see, I actually shared this video here from John Dyke on circular manufacturing. Actually, I want to share that now. Um, so let me see if I can go ahead and do that. Oh, hey, John. Hi, my name is John Dyke, and I'm the chief executive officer of SESME, the Smart Manufacturing Institute. And I'd like to comment briefly on the notion of a digital divide in manufacturing companies as a precursor for digitally enabled circular manufacturing. We've been talking about the fourth industrial revolution for about a decade now, but I think it's important to recognize that we're still building manufacturing solutions and deploying them in ways that are far more consistent with industry 3.0 than industry 4.0. Mm -hmm. And the result is a level of cost and complexity and a lack of value creation that's not consistent with what industry 4.0 has promised. We believe that the idea of democratization is absolutely essential for a circular manufacturing economy. So I won't play the full video here. I will leave a link to that because uh, I don't want to get demonetized. Mm -hmm. But I did actually want to share that video from Sesame. You know, we don't share every video from Sesame uh, in that channel because they do put out a lot. But that one I really like because mm -hmm. it's basically what we've been saying for the last you know three years on this channel. And John just said it so simply and so well put. So thank you, John. Um, but let me yeah, go ahead and uh, that's something we bring up in in a lot of our meetings with clients is when we talk about digital transformation. And Walker will talk about this, uh, you know, at length. Is the the first thing to you know the first thing that you have to undertake is 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 a change in mindset, and that's what we continue to see over and over. Is you know people are trying to find solutions without changing their mindset first. Mm, yep. Yep. You know, I was saying, um, you know, this actually brings up a good point. Um, someone, uh, I heard a, I had a conversation today actually where a manufacturer, uh, specifying our training for their system integrator, right? It's a, I, I love that idea. You know, if, if you're a manufacturer and you, uh, you, you want to make sure that your system integrator, has our, you know, adopts the industry 4.0 mindset, has the right, has the right training, has the right resources. I think that's a great idea, right? It's also a good way to act as a, as a gauge to, to determine whether or not, you know, your system integrator shares our values, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't, if, if they, if that, if, if joining mentorship or joining mastermind presents a big, big deal for your customer, then, you know, I would say there, you know, join mastermind yourself. And there's a, there's a whole community of, of members there that are willing to help you even just the 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 discord server itself has over two thousand members after we did the webinar last week 200 people joined like instantly and so it's just a constant constant flow of new information uh new relationships and new connections so um my my computer sorry my computer was kind of having issues there let me um let me remove this video here remove from studio we'll see you john all right share screen stopping by all right. I really did actually like that video. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we share other videos too, like, you know, stuff that's not necessarily industry 4.0. I'll share other videos there. But so let's say you, you wanted to find something. Let's say you are, um, you know, you remember, hey, you know, I actually, there was a question on S4 HANA, you know, you know, Jay, uh, well, so you can actually search this uh, on the upper, upper, upper right. You can actually search from, within this channel it's it's contextual so it's based on the channel that you're in this right panel is contextual to the channel that you're in so for example as i scroll here on the right these are all the users that are part of this channel uh sorted by the ones that are online so we have 19 mastermind members online right now we have 29 members of our mentorship program online right now and we have 141 uh you know subscribers you know people in the the free community online right now so but you know, maybe you wanted to search for something that you know JS said, so you can actually search from user JS, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think you know, for example, because it is contextual. Oh, so if you're searching from users, you'll notice that it actually searches across all the across all the um, the different namespaces, right? So here's under enterprise mm -hmm. resource planning. You know, here's under unified namespace. You can see JS is really active. He sent sent 401 messages. Um, but let's say we you know, I wanted to, you know, find that comment that he was, you know, that's 400 messages too many to go through, but I wanted to find that comment he had on S4 or HANA. 
right? So I'm gonna search Hannah and then um, we're just gonna hit search. So here it is, pulls it up from unified namespace, S4 Hannah. So let's just jump over there. So this is actually a question. Um, I, I'm gonna answer this in a, in a little bit, but I do wanna go through the rest of um, the Discord training while we're here because you know there's just really a lot to Discord. So I, I feel like I kinda wanna go into more on the personal profile thing, right? So if you guys, let me, let me see. I'm a little bit clumsy on the DMs. Can you talk about using DMs a little bit? Okay, Arun, thank you. Yeah, so let me go ahead and uh, share this here. So the easiest way, uh, so when someone joins, you know, the, the, every, the bot automatically welcomes them, right? So let's just say, you know, here's uh, Levi Liams, right? He just joined our mentorship program. Our bot also, you know, shouts you out when you join the mentorship program. Um, so, but basically what I did was I was like, Hey, you know, it, it also tells me that uh, Levi is new to discord server. Right. So I, I could just say, uh, welcome. Right. And that, that automatically starts up a DM. I, I've already done that. Right. We've already been talking. So I'm going to go ahead and delete that message. Um, but you know, here, I, what I'll typically say is, um, I typically ask them to add a, add, add a, um, add a profile, uh, photo. So when you get a chance, would you mind adding a profile photo? I ask this of everyone in our mentorship program. Thanks. Say hi to the stream. Yeah. So and the other thing is you can uh, you can DM anyone you share a mutual server with, mm -hmm. right? So if Levi happened to leave this server, you know, for whatever reason we would no longer share a mutual server. We would no longer be able to DM. I would no longer be able to DM him, right? Um, I can also add him as a friend, in, in which case, if he did leave the server or if we didn't share any mutual servers, you can, um, you know, just send a friend request. You know, so you can also like, you know, here you could see, I won't open this because, you know, it's maybe got sensitive information, but you could see Von Turner and John McKeon and I have a, a group DM right here, mm -hmm. right? You could see, you can have up to 10 members in a group DM. Um, and you can just see all the DMs that I have here. Um, so you'll notice that, you know, here's home, but your DMs are going to be above this line, right? So here's any, you know, open messages that you have. Anytime I log in, there's like a bunch of faces up here on the top left. Mm -hmm. And those faces are the DMs that I have, the unread DMs, right? Just kind of like how this one is unread. I have eight unread. John McKeon's blowing me up. <laughs> Actually, so, he, he uh, just messaging. <laughs> oh, that's because John... The Groove Epic, I, I might as well just say this now. Uh, someone said the other day that Opto 22 is not as common uh, in Europe or, you know, on that side of the pond. And so we're going to change that. So, I, I, you know, Opto 22, they didn't, they didn't just ship me an RIO learning center. They also shipped me a Groove Epic learning center. And so I told John that I'm going to ship it to him. So, John... Uh, once I finish that unboxing video, I'm going to ship that over to you and we're going to get Opto 22 on that side of the pond, right? We are trying to democratize industry 4.0 here. So, um, you know, the, I don't ship everyone in mastermind, uh, a free PLC, but you know, I shipped like Brendan Riley, I'm, I'm shipping him the RIO Brendan, uh, he's from the finance industry. And so I knew that him having a starter kit in his hands was going to be crucial in his transformation from not even industry 3.0, but a completely different field in transforming it into an industry 4.0 professional, having a learning center was going to be crucial for him. So I was like, Hey, Vaughn, we need to get, I want to ship Brendan this learning center. And he was like, yep, let's do it. So, um, and, and then, you know, John McKeon, the same thing. I want to get, I want to get Opto 22 on that side of the pond. So, um, you know, I think, um, who, Oh, you know, I think it was, um, Darren, I think Darren was saying that, yeah, they were doing like an industry 4.0 training and they were going to use the, the PLC next starter kit because PLC next was more, you know, Phoenix contact is more common um, in Europe at, compared as compared to the Opto 22. So if Opto 22 is not used as much in Europe, what 4.0 PLCs? I think I just answered that one. Yeah, the PLC next, um, you know, Siemens is kind of making moves in the right direction, but they're just so large that it's hard to get them as an entire company to shift over all at mm -hmm. once. Right. Like, for example, we, we would recommend 
WinCC open architecture, WinCC OA as a platform that's suitable for the unified namespace. We actually get into that in our step three mentorship training, mm -hmm. but we would not recommend uh, WinCC seven, right? That's kind of a more traditional SCADA. It's kind of a more similar to like an InTouch, right? It's a, it's a good SCADA, but it's not an industry 4.0 platform. So that's a perfect example of the problem that you might see with Siemens. No, not problem, but you know, like I said, it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that work for Siemens and there's a lot of great people that work for Siemens, but there might be some that are still kind of stuck in their ways. Yeah. But there's definitely inroads that are being made there for sure. Excellent. Yeah. So then the other thing is, uh, I think like Phoenix contact is like, aren't they a German based company at the mm -hmm. end of the day? Yeah. So like they're obviously really big over there. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of other ones like Beckhoff, Wago, you know, other smaller manufacturers. Um, that that have some presence over there as well so um join the discord server and and join the edge channel to talk about this exact question right mm -hmm. um i hope i answered your question arun on the dms um jeff said oh jeff uh, jeffrey schrader recommended jeff rankin to check out slack it's like teams but similar in chat functionality yeah so let's let's do the whole um teams versus or not teams versus uh, slack slack versus discord so disc you know slack was actually probably like our slack is the most similar to discord in the sense that it's it's got you know hashtags for channels and it's got you know kind of this um chronological based timeline the the biggest difference with um and the thing that i don't like about slack is that threads have sub threads so like whereas in here each message is just um, uh, is in the main timeline, right? You can tell that it's a response. You can tell that this comment right here is a response to this one, but it's not like underneath this one, right? It just posts it back at the bottom. So, you know, if I wanted to reply to this one, you know, example, right? At the bottom, which makes sense, right? Why would it be all the way up here in a sub thread, you know, like, plus Mario said it perfectly. No one respects the, th the sub threads anyways, right? People are just going to continue to have the conversation and you know, they'll say like, oh, yeah, you know, like continue. So they'll continue the conversation in the thread and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll post something in here, right? Like, I don't know, let's put, let's put this reference architecture drawing in there. And, you know, it's just going to continue in the thread anyway. So why have sub threads that don't make any sense? So that's the, that's the biggest difference. The other biggest difference is Discord is free uh, for unlimited number of messages. Slack, they'll start charging you to view messages over 10,000. And that would be limiting, you know, like we're way over 10,000 messages on discord and right. you know, it, it would suck to not be able to go back to the very first um, piece of information that Walker shared or anyone shared for that matter mm -hmm. in the discord and, and not be able to like use that, you know, be able to search for it and go back to it. And, um, you know, uh, I think someone searched for like copia, copia.io and yeah, copia, maybe they didn't link it right. Yeah. So like, so, you know, that's what manufacturer, a lot of, a lot of the smarter, like, so someone's like hive MQ, like a lot of the vendors are joining our discord and, and kind of doing research about the community that is talking about their products. So like, you know, someone came in EMQ. Yeah. EMQ. Yeah. So Jalen, uh, I've been talking to from EMQ. It's nice to have someone from EMQ here. So shout out to Jalen. Um, you know, shout out to Hive MQ. Shout out to Flow. All right, you know, I can't start doing shout outs because then I'll start missing people. But uh, in particular, it is nice to have, um, you know, that functionality here, mm -hmm. right? But because like the search functionality is right. Someone shared Tulip, right? I forgot what you know. I think it's like an MES platform, and I requested a demo for Tulip. <laughs> yeah, oh, I still got to do that one, by the way. Um, Zamello. Zeg Mello is another one. I'm probably spelling that wrong, but um, yeah, like Discord is the best. You really got to get you really got to get the desktop application to get the most value out of it. Mm -hmm. So let's go look into the user settings. Um, the biggest thing here is this is where you're going to change your profile picture. So or they call it an avatar. So again, you know, on the bottom left here, you can you can really easily mute, deafen. You can also see that your actual username actually has like some numbers after it. So my technical username is Zach Scriven, hashtag 7082. So if you wanted to like personally send me a, 
a friend request or something on discord you could just type that in or whatever but mm -hmm. in the bottom left you'll hit settings you'll pull up your account here's where you can actually edit that username you also have the ability to have a nickname and sometimes that does get a little bit confusing when you're trying to like tag someone uh, you can have a nickname that's unique to the server. So like my Discord username might be Zach Scriven, but I might might want my Discord server to be, you know, El Jefe or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so here's our subscriptions. I am actually a member of Nitro. It's not really worth it, but I, I do do it because it does give us a couple of perks. Mainly, it does give us, um, it gave us the ability to, let's see. So I boost our server. And it gives us a, a couple of different perks. Like um, it gives us more emojis. It gives us a higher bitrate audio and a few other, a few other things. So yeah, typically no one really boosts servers, but I don't know. I just did it because I wanted a couple of the features. One of the things let's talk, let's talk about bots. So that's one of the most powerful things about discord. And it's the, one of the things that I like more about discord over Slack. Now, obviously Slack, you can, you can create bots on Slack and, and Slack might have a have the edge on Discord a little bit on integrations, like enterprise integrations, or you know, I saw the other day you can sign into a service, sign in with Slack. So like Slack might be a little bit ahead on that front, but where Discord has Slack beat is the is the bots. Um, you know, that just look at the just go to the gaming channel and, and just type in hashtag economy and you'll see like all the cool I'm pretty sure it's economy, right? No. I'm messing up. So help. Okay. Yeah. So help, help economy. Like there's an entire game. There's an entire role-playing game that we're actually playing live in the gaming channel from, from our bot. That's just one of the features. The other thing is we have like this whole uh, levels and ranking system. So oh, that's pretty cool. There's a wizard now or here uh, uh, rank, I think. So if you type hashtag or exclamation point rank, it'll do you your, rank with experience now is that really useful yeah to us it is because i can go to our leaderboard and i can immediately see who's creating the most amount of value in our discord server you mm -hmm. know a lot, a lot of manufacturers are looking to our mentorship program to hire you know the next wave of industry 4.0 professionals anyone in our discord server could go in there and they could immediately see oh wow js is really active ben Venema is really active oh look at andrew hmm let me send Andrew a DM. I'm, I'm not saying, you don't, you know, like do not poach people, please. Like, please be respectful of existing relationships. But, you know, we are trying to move the industry forward here. And, we, and so I'm just showing you, um, you know, what I would do to see, you know, who's the most active in our Discord server. And, um, you know, it's, it becomes, if you just hang out in Discord, it becomes very apparent um, who's, who's moving the needle, right? Mm -hmm. Who is pushing the industry? Who's coming up with the best questions, you know? I'm, I'm my focus is on the content creation and the community, right? I'm I'm kind of leaning on you guys for your expertise, right? I, I I've worked with Walker and I've done digital transformation on enterprise class SCADA systems and Firebrand award winning. So I like I've been there, but I'm not I'm not as connected to that every day, right? Like mm -hmm. Walker, Walker and Michael are doing both doing DTMAs this week. Actually, I'm I'm not right. So I'm doing the live stream hanging out with you guys, you know, so, um, you know, not to disparage myself, but you know, the, the real experts are in the discord server. Um, where are we going from here? <laughs> Opto 22 is not used much in your, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Zach. Okay. Arun. Thanks, Brennan. Hey, Hey, Brennan. Welcome. Matthew asked, it's funny. I've used discord for a while and know it pretty well. However, at this point, my routine is to listen to I 4.0 every Tuesday at noon. So I'm here learning about discord. Server. <laughs> thank you. Right. Oh, we got, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you everyone for joining. You know, if you guys do have any more questions about discords, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to just kind of go through an organic approach and just, um, let's see, add the stream here. Um, you know, LMTX like today, someone asked, I, I, can someone ex please explain the digital twin concept? Can we include OEE a PLM under, D D under the DT umbrella since OEE provides operational parameters from the shop floor to the top floor? Yes, actually, OEE is probably one of the first parameters that you're going to provide through your digital transformation proof of concept. But, you know, I, I shared 
LMTX has a great video on Digital Twin to which he immediately shared his video, right? I didn't even have to go find the link. Now, thank you, LMTX. But the point is, you know, I didn't have to go do this work. We are we are standing on top of the shoulders of our previous work and we're building digital assets. We're building, we're literally building digital twins uh, for the industry. You know, we can't, we can't continue, we can't innovate and democratize manufacturing while moving at an industry 3.0 pace. Right. That and the collaborative nature of discord as well. Yeah. That's it's yeah. So it's, that is kind of like the, uh, the double it's kind of like a pro and a con one thing that people say is like it's it's crazy in discord like you know i don't even know where to start and that's kind of the point <clears throat> it's a, a digital twin it's an avatar hey christine <laughs> yeah so no um it the, the the discord server i was actually thinking about calling it the unified namespace and, and potentially even integrating it to a unified namespace but then i was like mm -hmm. all right is is writing an edge gateway really the best for for discord really the best use of my time right now or could i be working on like a P opto 22 unboxing video you know <laughs> right but um no but speaking of writing gateways i do think it would be a, a great idea for someone in the community that uses arduino to write uh an arduino mqtt library for the spark plug b formatted payloads i think that would be a great use um of any like anyone in our community's times that that has the time <laughs> so um because with the portenta machine control that thing's going to be game changing you know but let me keep going oh you know what i want to share my desk real quick <laughs> i bought this desk so we're we're making it we're making a joke uh you know i we reached out to i reached out to foley and they sent me this desk I paid for it, but they still sent it to me. <laughs> that was really no, cool. But, uh, Complete your I am. I'm. I am moving. Uh, I am moving. A quick side note: I am moving to Utah next week, and so I'm kind of just kind of getting some some office furniture set up from my home office, and you know, really want to be optimized for productivity. Here, I'm at a WeWork, which works well for me here, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna have a, a nice setup. So. Uh, you know, expect no break in content. We're going to be here live every week. Um, you know, we're, we are actually next week, you're going to have Walker here. So we're, we're doing an alternating schedule with Walker. You guys are going to get Walker here every other week. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, but anyone in our mastermind program, you're actually going to get to see Walker this Friday because we are having our mastermind monthly session this Friday. And that one's going to be on the topic of cloud. Uh, doing a deep dive on the cloud layer. Um, you know, that's kind of how we break mastermind down. We kind of break it down by the, by the steps. You kind of have the foundation and then we kind of break it out into layers. So we've done ERP, we've done, we've done it. We started MES, then we kind of went into DTMA training. So we're going to go back into MES. But for this session, we, we found it really important to get you guys some, some base, you know, entry, not entry level, but like some mastermind advanced level training on cloud but get it to you as soon as possible. So we're actually working with um, Michael Brown from the Discord server uh, with on that. So he's gonna join us during the mastermind and you know give a presentation on the, specifically the AWS stack, right? So how do we leverage the unified namespace and Amazon Web Services? Um, and then we also have a, a hands-on training for you guys as well too. So um, Jeff said, my student Orthram likely uh, will likely work on spark plug b for arduino yes thank you he already has mqt working in arduino in one of our projects that is awesome jeff i'm really excited and kudos to uh ortham orthman you're the man <laughs> christine thanks thanks christine um yeah so let's just kind of i think that's that's pretty much it for the discord explain i mean there's a lot to discord the biggest thing is just get the desktop application and start playing around with it um you know, if you're still playing around with the web app, what are you doing? So actually this, okay. So now I want to go into a different section right now. If you guys do have any more questions on discord, please, please do leave them and we will get to them at the end. But, um, I do, I do want to talk about this book that I read building a story brand. I read this on my YouTube channel, so you guys can, um, you know, watch, I'll leave a card to that here, but this particular book, um, it's about 
building a story brand. And, you know, I, I, when I read this, I'm like, Hey, you know, this is why, you know, we're actually, we, you know, Walker Vaughn and I at 4.0 solutions, we've been doing this the last, you know, three years without even knowing it. Right. And I was thinking, why, why is it that our customers are listening? Why is it that our message, you know, is so clear that our customers are coming back week after week to hear what we have to say and other companies, you know, not all of them, but some of them have trouble just getting one piece of content to resonate. And it's because we've leveraged the seven part story brand framework. So I want to kind of go with that. Uh, I want to kind of go into what that is. So the seven, seven, seven parts, and you guys can use this uh, for your business. Um, everyone, people, there's a lot of information out there and people consume information most easily in stories. So if you can kind of figure out how to turn your business into a story for your customer to be on a journey, then you're going to win. Uh, so in the seven part story brand framework, the very first part is a character in our story. In this case, that's you, the industry professional, right? The second part of the story brand framework is, has a problem, right? You guys are tired of industry 3.0, right? You have, uh, you don't have data silos, right? You're trying to digitally transform, right? Problems are often broken down into three sections, an external problem, right? You can't get access to your data. You, you have data silos, your internal problem. If only you could get access to the data you need, you could unlock your full potential and, you know, grow within the organization and, and have great success or three, you know, the philosophical problem, right? It's it's wrong that manufacturer that manufacturers are being extorted by their vendors, by their industry 3.0 uh, companies that that are ripping them off, right? That's the uh, philosophical problem. So those are the have have the problem. And three meets a guide. Enter 4.0 solutions, right? Mr. Walker Reynolds, he is the industry 4.0 guide, right? And he has a plan. Step four has a plan. That's our industry 4.0 mentorship training program. That's our mastermind program. And uh, step five calls them to action. We need your help. We cannot accomplish our mission without your help. Our mission is to save and create middle-class jobs by helping manufacturers do more with less. 11 out of 12 companies will go out of business in the next decade. And the one out of 12 is being helped by people in this community. So, six avoids a failure we, we we want to avoid being one of those 11 out of 12 that fails in the next decade and seven ends in his ends in his success right you you help the manuf manufacturer digitally transform you succeed and we save and create a ton of jobs in the process mm -hmm. so you know every story has has a hero right you guys are the hero right walker's just the guide walker's not the hero Right. right. You guys, you because guys are the ones out there helping community, right? We can't, we obviously cannot build the story brand without the community. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no possible way that myself, Zach Walker can help every manufacturer in the United States or in the world. So it's obvious that it is, you know, it's the pivot point there is leveraging the community. And we've seen that though, through, through the discord, we've seen, the growth not only of the community but of the community's knowledge and of the community's scaling and outreach to in you know making inroads with manufacturers making inroads with oems making inroads with other systems integrators so uh you know what we've undertaken so far i think we've shown that you know we are building that brand and it is being successful but it's all it all revolves around the community not us we're just given the platform um, I did, I did share a link in general chat to the StreamYard. If you guys do want to join and ask a question live or just say hi, uh, I did, I did leave a, a link. So, you know, call in now, you know, and join, join the stream. So, but we, we will, um, so yeah, if, if that didn't make any sense, I, I shared a link for you guys, for anyone who wants to, to join this live stream, this StreamYard uh, room, which you know, you'll go into a little waiting room and then I'll see you. And then, you know, I could take the callers one by one if you guys have any questions. So, you know, uh, I was thinking like, you know, the Dave Ramsey show, like, you know, this is the this is the America's favorite uh, show on on. Oh, I forget exactly what he says, but like we're dead is dumb and cash is king. And the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the America's financial status symbol of choice. Right. I was like, all right. So 
what could that jingle be like? What could that jingle be like for us, right? Where industry 4.0, where where data silos are are dumb and and the unified namespace is king. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You'll have to forgive me. Walker is our industry 4.0 sensei. Yes. Uh, hey guys, is anyone working on wireless synchronization for industry 4.0? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Um, can you codify the question more, a little bit more, provide a little more context? What do you mean by wireless synchronization? I know that 5G is the whole shift in wireless technology towards a more 5G actually kind of more mirrors industry 4.0 than that. It's more, uh, you know, ecosystem, uh, mm -hmm. driven. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Oh, I should probably share how to join there. Yeah, I'll put the, um, somewhere in here. I put this example banners. Here's the link to join the discord serve guys haven't joined or, you know, it's down in the comments below, but it's IIOT.university slash discord, uh, free to join. And, um, yeah, thank you. I think there should be an, someone said there, uh, Sankar said, I think there should be an existing library for Arduino IDE. Uh, yes, there is. Uh, there's several. There's there's one from Arduino that's an MQTT library, and there's several third-party libraries, but not any that have a, a Sparkplug B formatted payload. <laughs> Devin said, "LOL, Zach." All right. Um, let me uh, share my screen here. So, oh yeah, I have my uh, sections here. I wanted to share this IBM Industry 4.0 reference architecture drawing um, because someone mentioned that it was similar to similar to what our what our architecture is with the unified namespace. So I just kind of wanted to uh, you know share it here. And mm -hmm. so here's the extended factory with IBM capabilities architecture overview. Now, actually, I'm going to pull it up over here. Yeah, so yeah, this is their basic architecture drawing. We shared this in the reference architecture section, um, but you can see they they basically have broken it down into this plant service bus, which is kind of like their it's it's almost kind of like their edge gateway, right? So below that you're having OPC UA, right? OPC UA lives on the edge, and then you're publishing over MQTT to this kind of this IoT edge gateway that they have. Um, I like that this is bidirectional, but I was telling Vaughn, you know, if you're publishing from the plant up into your cloud environment, right? You know, going from plant to enterprise. Mm -hmm. This definitely needs to be a bi-directional arrow, right? Everyone's, we all know we want to go edge to cloud, but everyone forgets about cloud to edge. So make this bi-directional and that will be automatically leveraging UNS with Sparkplug B, right? This is, you know, this is why we tend to lean more towards AWS versus other cloud platforms that don't, support um sparkplug b and and cloud to edge as easily right you're getting you're getting context from the cloud back down to the edge right what does that even mean right enabling innovation on the plant floor you're not unlocking innovation from a dashboard from you know from a room in a carpeted side of the business from the cloud you're enabling it from information on the plant floor right you got to get it from the cloud back down to the edge Is S4 is SAP S4 HANA a unified namespace? I said we would get to this one. This one came up in YouTube. Um, the answer is no. The reason is is because it's not it's not the four minimum technical requirements. Uh, edge driven, report by exception, lightweight, open architecture. Um, SAP S and and you know it's the single source of truth for the current state and all events in your business. SAP S4 HANA is more like a historian for. Uh, ERP events. Um, I actually want to share JS's uh, response because it was actually really, really good. SAP or S4 HANA is just SAP's latest ERP running SAP's latest database. HANA is their database with in-memory and columnar storage technology. This technology enables their traditional 
or their traditional transactional database product to also function as a data warehouse for analytical workloads. You know, like I said, it's more like a historian for ERP apps than a UNS. Integration Suite would be their closest thing resembling a UNS. It's a plant service bus with support for message queuing, i.e. pub sub. And its typical use cases is to stitch together enterprise applications. The ideal use case is what's referred to as service oriented architecture, in which case all the apps and processes are exposed as microservices and intelligently orchestrated. Most apps in this space are still fairly monolithic and costly to re-architect. It's not widely adopted. I don't believe integration suite has support for industrial protocols to extend down the stack. That's the other problem, right? Cloud Edge. Most of their work down the stack is involved with an MES product with an OPC client server architecture, i.e. point-to-point connections. Invoking OPC UA methods has been emphasized in their demos. This their approach has the ERP layer consuming this data indirectly through the MES layer, right? ERP is not this ERP is not the single source of truth. They, they would like to be. <laughs> right. No, no, that's the whole point. No single application is. Right. What that's is, that's know. the issue with, with companies like Rockwell. They're trying to make a solution. There is not a solution. There are many. Technology driven versus solution driven, right? The unified namespace, that's probably a question that you guys have right now. What is the unified namespace? If you haven't watched this video here, I will leave it linked to you there, but I'll go ahead and do my best to explain it now. The unified namespace is the single source of truth for all current state and events in your business. It's the digital twin, right? It is, it is not a point to point integration, right? from software A to software B. It is a unification of all point-to-point -point integrations within your entire enterprise, bar none. Like what is so hard to get about that? <laughs> it's not, not the unified namespace of the OT layer and the unified namespace of the IT layer. It's just the unified namespace. It's literally that simple. Then, you know, the next question you probably have is what software can be used for the unified namespace? And, you know, I was telling Vaughn, Eventually, we're going to get to a point where I'm just going to say, you know, just watch this video here or watch yeah. that video there or, you know, watch this video here. Right. Like, you know, we've talked about this over and over again, but a great example is HiByte. HiByte can be used to build your unified namespace. It does, you know, your all your connections, does your modeling and it does flows. Um, right. It's edge driven. It's like report by exception, lightweight and open architecture. Um, HiByte. They're going to be coming out with a broker, but HiByte typically uh, in most scenarios is connecting to a broker, right? Other other platforms other than HiByte is really any IoT platform. So Ignition could be uh, software that could be used as a unified namespace. That's typically what you know most people are doing today, but you're seeing more and more um, people leveraging Factory Studio and Frameworks to be their IoT unified namespace. Um, but we, in all of, literally all of the projects we've done in the last, two years, HiByte has been um, not not because it had to be, but because that was the best solution for what we were trying to do is in been in every one of our projects. Walker has said before, HiByte in two years will be the fastest growing industry 4.0 software company in the world. So mm -hmm. we're saying that for a reason, um, you know, and then the next question is you might ask, what are some, you know, if HiByte doesn't have a broker yet, what are some of the brokers I can use with HiByte, right? You know, you obviously have like the ignition built-in broker that Seposoft makes the the distributor module, or but you also have um, their Chariot SCADA. But you know, those were kind of like our first two options, and you know, beyond that, we have some some more um, more some more common options are HiveMQ and EMQ. Like those are kind of our. You know, I was thinking like HiveMQ and EMQ is kind of like Factory Studio and Ignition. They're two nodes in the same ecosystem. Um, HiveMQ has some advantages, uh, mainly that uh, I, they're, uh, they're, well, actually, no, EMQ has a little bit more performance, but HiveMQ is, is more widely adopted because it's not made in China, right? The, the, the one thing that you can't, if you had to say one thing negative about EMQ, you know, that's what we're hearing is some people are saying it's because it's made in China, but, um, you know, we don't, we don't make that determination. We're just sharing the information and ultimately that's for the manufacturer to decide mm -hmm. is, is is that an important thing for them right um you know 
like I said, Jalen from EMQ. If you guys have any questions about EMQ, ask Jalen. If you guys have any questions about Hive MQ, you know, just leave them in the unified namespace chat or, um, you know, uh, there's uh, lots of people from Hive MQ uh, in, in our server, you know. Another question that people ask all the time, we get this question about every week is, can I use OSIsoft as a broker? Answer is no. The reason why is uh, OSIsoft supports uh, subscribing via Sparkplug B, but it does not support publishing over Sparkplug B. What does that mean? So it does not make its information available back into the unified namespace. It kind of creates a data silo of its own and it forces you to use their solutions to get access to the data or uh, you know, kind of use backend solutions, right? You have to pay for a driver, you have to pay for access. It just doesn't make that available for you out of the box. Uh, Jeff Nepper famous, has, has, a great, has a great bit on you know, why OSIsoft you know, does things the way they do. Well, I think in this last 10 minutes, we're going to do this Opto 22 Groove, uh, Groove RIO Learning Center unboxing. But um, I do wanted to check. I, we got a couple of comments here. I kind of went on a rant there. So I do want to check the comments. High bite. We are high on high bite every day. <laughs> Data Fabric joining OT and IT. That's a good way to, you know, it's a good way to look at it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it is like a, uh, I don't even, I don't want to use middleware because it's not a middleware. It directly connects the two applications together, publish and subscribe, but isn't high. Oh, that, that was the, yeah, that, that's the one thing you could say about it is a little bit more expensive. Also, some people have said their pricing isn't super transparent, which I don't know. I, when I go on their website, I see pricing listed by the hour for their, you know, their server. So you could get, you could go to their website and get pricing, but I think that's for their cloud version. I think they're but I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, that's, that's one thing. EMQ again, um, that's its advantage is that it is a uh, more affordable, but again, you're not always necessarily looking for the most affordable software. Um, you're looking for the right solution for the right, right problem. And that's why we support both EMQ and Hive MQ. All right. So let's do this. See what's in the box. Let me make sure I check the comments here. So, um, I'm trying to start small. It's difficult to sell. What do you, what do you mean, Wooten? Remember, remember, we don't we don't sell it. They they identify that they have a problem. They come they come to you for the solution. Also, um, if you guys do want to ship more IoT starter kits, we are happy to unbox them for you. <laughs> We, we're getting another one from Pepperell and Fuchs next week. It's an IO link starter kit. Ooh. Okay. Now, I I kind of wish that manufacturers wouldn't do this. I know why they do it, but they give they give the box that they send me like a bunch of extra stuff. And then so when they buy the, but yeah, I actually, I really like this bag because I had this bag. And when my camera gear got stolen, when I moved from, you know, from California to Phoenix, all my camera gear got stolen and mm. along with this bag. So I'm actually really grateful that I have this bag now, back now, but I also got like, uh, as I just threw, <laughs> but I got a Groove Epic uh, shirt. Thank you. And then, uh, another bag. So, uh, Brandon, I'm going to ship you one of these. And then we have a, a shirt. So. Oh, Omar's on. Hey, Omar. Omar, I'll bring you on at the end once I'm done with this unboxing. And here we actually have the, this is actually really small. Let me uh, blow this up here. All right, so here we are. Thank you for bearing with me. Oh, okay. Um, Wooten saying for Hive MQ pricing, 65K a year just for cloud storage is hard to justify in a small 
project. Yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that the the jump between a basic level for a proof of concept, right? I mean, HiveMQ you can use for free uh, up to 100 devices, right? For proof of concept. Mm -hmm. So if you can leverage their free version for the proof of concept, that would probably be your best bet. And then, you know, obviously 65K a year, you're looking at, you know, that's an enterprise implementation for, you know. I mean, for, for even a small manufacturer, when you consider the fact that it's literally your data hub, that's actually a small, like that's a, that's the salary of one, one entry level engineer whose entire job could not do what the unified namespace does. You couldn't do it, right? Then there's human latency built into the process. So you wouldn't want to do it by hand anyways. So why, so why are we unboxing this, right? Well, the industry 3.0 hardware manufacturer failed us. They kept putting products out in the market that didn't meet our needs. It was self-serving. And it didn't get the job done at the end of the day. So there's this whole new wave of companies that are starting to do things a little bit differently, right? Opto 22 is one of those companies. Uh, you know, hopefully I don't break here. So uh, one thing that I do like is, you know, this is kind of like their starter kit, but they do call it a learning center. Mm -hmm. But one thing you'll notice is um, you can tell it's definitely, it's definitely inspired by the PLC next starter kit in the sense that it's kind of got, I mean, PLC next didn't invent the acrylic display, but I like it. It's got a nice format and um, it looks like, I'm going to have to install the module here. So you guys, I'll do that in another video, but I'm going to get the actual unit out here itself so you guys can see uh, how small it is. This is really sweet. Okay, so let me just kind of angle this down here. So, oh, and thank you, Opto22, uh, for sending this. I really do appreciate it. I'll leave a link for you guys to go purchase this. Uh, it it is pretty affordable. Um, the the actual learning center, I think it's like the same. Oh, it's upside down. I'm like, why? I'm like, why is it backwards? <laughs> oh, there's a little locking pin. So that's actually really well built. Look at this thing. Okay, so it kind of folds for storage, and then we just kind of put this pin in. Nice. And then here, here's the actual unit. So what's cool about this RIO is that it, it actually has a, it can, it can operate in a standalone environment. So, you know, this is, this is it right here. You can, you can plug this in as a remote IO unit, or you can, you can publish directly from this thing. So um, I don't have any of the specs off, off the top of my head right here, but you know, it does, does come with this little kit that you can kind of look at that there if you guys want to. And then it also comes with, you know, this um, actually comes with a second one. That's cool. So you could actually hook this up. Oh, that's cool. So you could hook it up here and hook it up with this one. Or if you wanted to, they give you a, a, a second one to, you know, kind of use as a, if you needed to go use this as a proof of concept, you could, right? So that's actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, and let's see if it just kind of snap it on here. But yeah. I'll, I'll go play with this later. I don't want to waste too much of you guys' time because, you know, I'm just playing around with it now. But, yeah, this is the op, uh, Groove Epic. Or, no, the Groove RIO, not Groove Epic. They're kind of hard to find. Please link where – yes, yes, I will I will leave a link. Um, so here's the actual – yeah, I'll, I'll leave a link um, in the Discord server, and I'll also leave a link in the, the video um, after after we finish here. But there's a link to like the the support center, um, yeah. So thank you guys for joining this week's community live. If you guys have any, oh oh Omar left. Ah, he must have had to go. Dang it. But if you guys did, if you guys do have any more questions, feel free to leave them now. Um, Epic, please. Re okay, yeah. So if you guys are trying to find where to get the Groove Epic or the Groove IO, you can actually get them on Opto Twenty Two store. You can buy it directly from Opto Twenty Two, and um, I will, again, I'll leave a link. So thank you guys for joining this week's uh, Industry 4.0 community live stream. Vaughn, thank you for 
being the co-host today. No problem. And guys, we'll see you guys uh, this Friday on our mastermind. If not, we'll see you next Tuesday for the weekly live Q&A. Peace.